ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಕಾ ಚಕ್ಷುರುಮಹಾಶ್ರೀಗುರುವೇಮಹಾಸ್ಟಿಕ್ಸನ್ಸ್ಟಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿಕ
water has to be collected from a pure source. So those who are living close to a, to a holy river, they can get pure water. Or those that have an uncontaminated well in their compound, which isn't in an apartment building shared with different people. With the water also used for brushing stool. So they can get water that is ritualistically pure. Otherwise it's very difficult. And then uh, one has to keep oneself pure by keeping pure association. That's why the, the brahmanas they didn't mix with all different kinds of people. There are many of them who they only knew the Agrahara and the temple, and that was all. The Agrahara means the... I know all the Indian devotees, I presume, the, at least the South Indian, Indian devotees know. But that means the compound for the residence of the Brahmanas around the temple. So you go home, and you spend most of the time in the temple, and come home for resting, and eating, and maybe they'd also do part, and there'd be some separate food there at home also. So they didn't do anything else. They didn't go out anywhere. One devotee was telling me, in the deep south of Tamil Nadu, there's one temple where the, they don't use salt in offering to the Lord. Because the, the Stala Purana says that Krishna or Narayana, of course, he was coming there and Lakshmi was cooking for him. She was so excited that she was cooking for him that she forgot to use salt and she cooked everything without salt. So then we're asking, how was it? He said, everything is mainless. So from that time, he never cooked with salt. And apparently everything tastes atimadhuram, or very nice, you could say, and simple and very nice. But the, the, the body is telling me, the Brahman is there, they don't know what salt is. They've never seen it, they've never tasted it, because they don't go out. They only remain within the compound. Prabhupada also told that either Pankajanguri or Janani Vastrupa, in my opinion, that you don't go outside the compound, you just stay. That is called my the pujari. That's traditional pujari doesn't go anywhere. Just he's with the Lord, serves the Lord, lives with the Lord, and passes away. Like that, at his lotus feet. One Pujari in Dwaraka recently was telling me that we wake up with the Lord, we spend all day with the Lord, and at night when he takes rest, then we also go into his their life. Of course, what's being described here about the pious materialistic persons, not necessarily just Brahmanas, but in recent years the adherence to rituals, if anyone has been doing in Hindu society, it's mostly the Brahmanas, by which we mean, but in this context we mean Brahmana by caste. They're mostly 
more interested in upkeeping all these things. And still, in India, those who are upholding the traditional rituals are mostly the, uh, to whatever extent they can. It's, we could say, largely from Brahmana caste, although unfortunately there are so many instances of children of Brahmana families who don't know all these things. So it's being described here, piety, performing pious activities. They're not activities of bhakti. They're activities, what for? For performing pious activities with the result of following the Vedic Karmakanda with the result of going to the heavenly planets and coming back again. Coming and going, coming and going. And herein it's stated that they may come back in the same family this chapter is entitled Entanglement in Fruitive Activities. So even this piety, it's certainly better to be pious than impious. But that is also the cause of entanglement. You see that these pious people, for all their piety, they want to come back in the same family, which means that Although they're performing rituals, their spiritual knowledge hasn't begun to be awakened. They're performing rituals, but they're materially attached. They want to come back in the same family. They feel attached to that. As in Satvagun, one of the qualities of Satvagun is that one becomes complacent, one becomes attached to a sense of happiness. The sense of happiness one gets from being in Satvagun, which is not the perfection of life, but people think, oh, this is very nice. So this entanglement in ritual, fruitive activities and rituals, that's impelled by Rajogu. But there's some touch of Satvagunda, I'd say. Or it has to be, although the motive may be religious, how one can ensure oneself, life after life in this material world. But there has to be a good admixture of Satvagunda, otherwise one can't perform all these rituals. It's, it's not so easy. Just to give an example, we, we find in our temples, our Iskand temples, that it's often difficult to find people to do Pujari Siva. There are not that many de- devotees who are inclined to that. They may be inclined to running around here and there, preaching, making collections, doing so many things, managing. But to find someone who is selflessly dedicated to the deities and is happy to perform arati four or five times a day, day after day after day, make offerings, dress the deity. It's, 
it resembles the ritualism being described here in, in as much as it's routine. Routine activity. You're just doing the same thing over and over again. And therefore those who are not very fixed in what they're doing, they feel restless. The restless mean impels them that now I have to do something like that. They get bored. Doing the reality and just doing it like a, like a ritual. That, that word is there, like a ritual. They're doing it like that and thinking of so many other things, different things. So, it requires some advancement. Of course, there's another way to get people to do Pujari Saver and that's to pay them. But that's not likely to be on the same level of the devotees I was mentioning previously, Jnani Rasta and Pankajangari Prabhu. Throughout the movement, everyone recognizes that a highly advanced devotee, Prabhupada himself, said that. That was thirty years ago, Prabhupada said they're perfect brahmacharis. Their minds are very peaceful. They have no desire other than to serve the Lord. And they're, they're there, not just physically, but mentally they're there. They're, you could be just ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Hungry. Ding, 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 ding. You can do it. But uh, they're there. They're there with the Lord. They're not seeing a lump of stone in front of them, but they must be seeing the Lord. Otherwise, how could they continue with so much obvious devotion for so many years, always trying to do everything very nicely for the Lord? So, to perform ritualistic activities, it requires some, even though it's on a... In, in many ways, it may appear similar to the devotees deity worship or other aspects of a sadhana, but the motivation is quite different. Of course, devotees can worship the deity for fruitive results also. And we're sorry to say, but everyone can see that we find many devotees who are worshipping the deities in India, they end up worshipping the deities in America. And then when they get the green card, they go from deity worship India to deity worship to America to no deity worship America. So, the Lord is very kind in fulfilling their desires. But, that's not what Prabhupada started this movement for. He didn't start the... When he said the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, the international part wasn't meant for moon power export business. It was actually that they, he employed that what is that? Andhathangunyai, the logic of the in the lane that the Western countries are 
blind and India is like a lame man. So together one can carry together. One's got the physical energy and the other has got the vision. So combined, neither can, neither can blow anywhere very satisfactorily. But if they combine, the blind man can pay the lame man who gives directions. Now India is also more or less blind. They're blinded by the technology of the lame wasp. Sorry, the blind wasp. Now they've become technologically somewhat, somewhat, adept, uh, but in the course of doing so they've become more and more blind. So, anyway, the Krishna conscious movement is meant for giving this spiritual knowledge which transcends international boundaries, like India and America. Although what's being described here is in this verse is the the culture of ancient India, which is meant for going back home, back to Godhead, not to the higher planetary systems. But that piety is there, and that requires to execute these pious activities, self-control is required, faith in Shastra is required, so Performing creative activities is, in this chapter, it is condemned, but at the same time, it's condemned, but at the same time, it's part of the Vedic process. So it's not wholly condemned. From one perspective, it's condemned because it's a waste of, it's a waste of time, it's a waste of human energy. Having obtained this rare human form of life, you should utilize it for acquiring that which is substantial which is meaningful. One who is dhira, one who is cool-headed, sense-controlled, he can perceive what is the actual purpose of human life and dedicate his life to achieving that, understanding that I have to die soon, no one will live long. But before this body is finished, we should engage in activities for, for attaining to the ultimate goal of life, which is Krishna consciousness. And not engaging in sense gratificatory activities, which are available in every form of life. An intelligent person should see this. It's not intelligent to perform even religious activities for the wrong reason. So, one should do the right thing and for the right reason. Even to do the right thing for the wrong reason gives a different result. It's like the, the idea that we shall, we shall join this school and worship the deities and then go overseas and 
solve our economic problems. Now, all right, that's better, maybe better than, or certainly is better than being a complete non-devotee. We're not saying that people who do this are not devotees. But that's mixed devotion. One has some definite material goal that is sought after. So that is not as good as serving the Lord simply for his pleasure. So even in the ritualistic activities which are being described here, it's not that there is no Krishna consciousness, there is some recognition of Vishnu in Yagyas, faded societies based around performance of Yagya. So Yagya Pati is Vishnu, everything is to be offered to Vishnu. Even if the Yagya is performed for, it, it may be performed for Indra or for the Pitris or whatever, but always the mantra is there that Yagya Pati is Vishnu. So some consciousness is there. In Vedic culture, it's so designed that one cannot but be conscious of Vishnu. But if one is conscious of him, but only in a secondary way, or if one has some other agenda, then one will not get the same result as those who perform everything what is that verse? Lokiki, Vaidiki, Yakriya, Kutin, Mune, Hanisevanukule, Sakayam, Bhaktirichata. All activities, both those prescribed in the Vedas and others which are just you know, regular day to day activities, uh, they should be performed only in a manner that is favorable for cultivating Krishna consciousness. This is the uh, how to practice bhakti in this world. So what is the attitude? The, we could say the Rupa Goswami Prabhupada has given the summation of the Bhagavatam in his own composed words. Right? Anukulya-nakrishna-nashira-nam-bhakti-bhakti-nam-bhakti-bhakti-nam-bhakti-bhakti-nam-bhakti-bhakti-nam-bhakti-bhakti-nam-bhakti-bhakti-nam-bhak
stage of particle. One lives in this world, one has to live in this world, without identifying oneself with it. Without identifying everyone just by being born, one acquires upadhis or designations. Just by being immediately you become the son of your parents. Or you become the brother of previously born children of the same parents. Then you acquire automatically a caste, and in the modern age a country, although there was no countries in previous ages. So there were different kingdoms and the borders might change, but the idea of Bharat, Mara Bharat Mahan, this idea has come, but there, there was no political unit in Bharat until the British came and unified it all. So, Bharat is a British invention, like everything else in Bharat, except Jalebi, practically. Or down here it's Dosa in Italy, the British didn't invent that. But cricket, just the information, is a game which came from England. It's got nothing to do with India. But now they have accepted it. More important than religion. That we know because if we go to a program and there's no one more, we know India's from Pakistan. And everyone's watching it on the TV. So, we can see if devotees are advancing in Krishna consciousness or not, if they're not listening on the radio to the cricket thing, as we've seen in many places. The brahmacharis are listening to the what's going on. So one should be free of the designation, I am Indian. I am American. One should identify with that which is para, that which is beyond this material world, that which is free of any contamination. Then, practically, engaging one's senses in the service of the master of the senses. Practical. Not that this one is anyabhilashita shunya, free of all other desires, but practical, the desire must be how to serve Krishna, how to engage one's body, mind, and senses. Here the senses are stressed. Rishikena, Rishikesha, Sevana, the senses are to be engaged in the service of the master of the senses. So, bhakti, it may seem like rituals, that one is required to rise early in the morning, attend various services, there's a fixed schedule. No, on the platform of Radha Bhakti, or that of the pure devotees who are directly engage in Krishna's Leela. There's also a schedule. Krishna has his Ashtakaliya Leela. There's different activities at different times of the day. But there's a great measure of spontaneity in how they act, how the devotees act. 
in response to ever unpredictable Krishna. You know what he's going to do next. And the devotees are also impelled by Krishna's Lila Shakti. You can never tell what they're going to do either. So everything is quite spontaneous. And that gives rise to lots of fun. Still there's a framework. So sometimes devotees or infant devotees, they think that well following this program, following these rules and regulations, that's bhakti, because bhakti is spontaneous. So why all these rules? One of my disciples is trying to convince me that I should be more flexible as a guru and not insist on all these rules and regulations so that she can have a real free person-to-person exchange and I can you know, just instruct her according to her personal need. One of her personal needs is not to chant 16 rounds a day. See, so I have to be more flexible with her. But I told her that I, my only function as a guru is to impart to you what is given by Srila Prabhupada. Even if I, even if I thought it was a good idea, I have no right to. I, I, actually, I don't even have the right to think it's a good idea. I don't have the right to. But she's saying that the GBC should consider there's so many people that can't chant 69, they should make the initiation standard different. But the, the GBC also doesn't have any room to do so. The GBC has the right to uphold Srila Prabhupada's instructions and the duty to do so, not to alter them. So, what is spontaneous devotional service is often misunderstood. Even, it turned out to be one of the Atmakaptat form, that means the platform of the eternally liberated Rajvasi, Nanda Maharaj, Yashoda, the Gopis, or Radha Nirvabhaktas, those who are following in the mood of a Ranga Nuga, a devotee in the platform of Radha Nuga Bhakti, follows the example of a particular Ranga Bhakti, internally. And externally he goes on with Vaibhi Sadhana, Sadhana according to the prescribed rules and regulations, which is not it's not that these rules and regulations, someone is asking this, that they're following the rules and regulations, Don't, doesn't the heart become hard? Uh, what did they ever understand? These rules and regulations are for bringing us in contact with Krishna, which if we follow makes the heart soft. How is it that by the rules and regulations are hearing about Krishna, chanting about Krishna, and how does that make the heart hard? It should make the heart soft. Uh, Softness of heart is a symptom of love of God. Of course, if we simply stress the rules and regulations without understanding the purpose of them, that's already stated by Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. That is, Niyamagraha, Agraha, enthusiasm for the Niyam, 
But in the name of avoiding nirna agraha, enthusiasm for the name, we can go to the other side, another kind of nirna agraha, which is nirna agraha, not accepting the nirna. I'll just be spontaneous. As for this morning, I'm going to spontaneously sleep up to six o'clock because I don't believe in following all the rules and regulations. But I can tell you that I was dreaming of Krishna. So, don't say anything to me. I'm, you don't have to give me up. I'm already Krishna conscious. But those who are already Krishna conscious, then mind seems to 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 follow all the activities. What are these rules that are given to us? They are rules to do what we should do if we are actually spontaneous in love of Krishna. So they they only the advanced and spontaneous devotee doesn't follow the rules, he just hears and chants about and serves Krishna. He doesn't follow the rules, means that the rule he automatically gets included. It's automatically there. For him it's not a rule. You don't have to tell a pure devotee you need to chant Hare Krishna. Okay. It's not a burden for him. It's automatically. It is the namaruchi of the taste for the holy names. You can see Prabhupada, he enjoyed chanting the holy names of Krishna. It wasn't that, as he, as Prabhupada one time he himself mimicked or joked, he was chanting Hare Krishna and he put his beads in and said, now I finish 16 rounds and I can do any damn thing I like. So that's, The feeling of a person who thinks uh, I have to chant 16 rounds, and now I finish 16 rounds, and now I won't chant any more rounds, and nothing in the rest of the day. I finish. Often we hear the voice, I finish my rounds. Really? Finished. Finished. <laughs> you could say that I completed my minimum quota, but not that uh, finished. This is a ritualistic approach. At the time of initiation is asked that what are the minimum number of rounds you will chant? If you say, I'll chant 16 rounds, and then some suggest you chant more rounds, say, no, no, I have no to chant 16 rounds. Minimum, not 16, not, not, and round also means not that you just go wrong, but to, on each bead, the Holy Christian Mantra is chanted. So, there's one devotee, he used to finish his rounds in about 25 minutes. He said, well, he said to him, well, how are how you finish six minutes? I mean, you know, 16 times? I'm sitting here and I went round there. Maybe it's three or four beads per mantra. It's, it's getting very enthusiastic for finishing his rounds. But what is the purpose that on each bead the Maha Mantra has to be chanted? So you kind of miss the point there. He's saying, yeah, well, you can chant around in three and a half minutes. What's the problem? So, speed chanting. 
That means taking as a ritual. We actually have to consider this. The rules and regulations are not given as a ritual, nor should we take them as rituals to be performed. It's not, bhakti is not a mechanical process. Of course, Prabhupada said 16 plus 4 equals BTG. 16, if you follow four regulated principles, chant 16 rounds, you'll go BTG, back to God. But there has to be some awakening of feeling also. We just determine Radha Nuga Bhakti and devotees are enthusiastic to discuss Radha Nuga Bhakti and the dealings of Radha and Krishna and all these things. But what is the adhika, what is the eligibility to enter all these things? Is it just by talking about it? Is it just by saying, Jai Radha, one becomes transformed into a gopi? But one actually has to get taste for the holy names. One has to cry out, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur has taught us in so many songs. Kabe Habe Bolo Shede Nama, Araparad Haguchi, Shudhaname Ruchi, Kribabale Habe Hridoye Shamcha. You get taste for the holy names when we give up offenses. And by the mercy of Nam Prabhu, that the taste for the name will be infused into our hearts. So, that is required. Then again, how will we get taste for the holy name? We'll, what shall we do? We'll run away and sit on a hill somewhere and just chant and chant. But then also we have to serve the holy name. What is that? Shadhaya, Shinvatam Shadhaya Nitam. No, not that verse. Sushu Shu Shadhana Anasya. Vasudeva Kataruchihi. Hmm, what's the rest of the verse? Sinha. Sinha Vipra. Punya Chitana Shivana. One can get a taste for hearing Krishna Kata. If one serves those who are engaged in broadcasting life, so service is required. Healing is required. Chanting is required. Everything is required. It's a complete program. So the rules and regulations are there. They're all focused on hearing and chanting about Krishna. And the life, what, what makes it come alive? What's the difference between someone who's serving very nicely with some material motive and gets the material desire fulfilled? They go to useless America, I mean, they could at least desire to go to the Petri Loka. Here it's describing, they could put their eyesights a little higher. There's one Hiroti, he's been he was actually initiated in the Goryamak years ago. He's been in Iskon temples. I first saw him in, in Delhi in 1977, August 1977. So he's already been serving in Iskon for years at that time. And he's still, I think he's in Puri now. He's been serving in Iskon temples for years and he does all kinds of menial services, although he's quite an educated person. 
But he says openly, I want to go to the heavenly planets, and this is the best way to do it. If we serve the devotees, we'll go to the heavenly planets. So he's quite clear about what his goal is. Because if he, now he's old, if he dies in Puri, then his desire may not be fulfilled. He may go to Jagannath. Because <laughs> Jagannath is also in the heavenly planets. Anyway, one may perform devotional services on material motive. What is the, what is it? What is the, what is the life? Oh, what, what is it that our attempts in devotional service carry us beyond the heavenly planets back to the spiritual world? Well, we can say Guru Kripa, but then our ability to accept Guru Kripa depends also upon our motivation. So motivation, Sharanagati, Hakuna Thakur says. Shikshanagati bhakate pran. The sharanagati, the motive of surrender to Krishna, that is the life of the devotees. That, that's what makes bhakti bhakti. That's what makes the, that's the difference between the deity worship of the materialistic person and the deity worship of someone whose only motive is to go to Krishna because they are cultivating that anukul yasya sankalpa. They've made the determination that everything they should do, everything they do should be for the sake of satisfying Krishna. So they see what will satisfy Krishna, how to satisfy Krishna in everything they do. Lokiki, vaidiki, vapi, yakriya, yakriya, kriyate muni, hari, Everything should be Anukul, everything should be favorable for the service of Hari. So this is far, far higher platform than these ritualistic performers of ritualistic activities which are being described here. They're just on a actually very moon-moon platform. They're still to be awakened to Gyan. All this performance of karma is to awaken one to Gyan that this material world is miserable, therefore let me get liberated from it. And then beyond that, then after many lives as a jnani, one can come to the understanding that Vasudev, Krishna, is all in all. By Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy that Awareness, which may be aroused after many, many lifetimes of performance of pious activities, then renunciation of pious activities, and cultivation of jnana, and then finally understanding Krishna is all in all, and surrendering to Him, one can take to that immediately, which is what is implied here by describing this entanglement in fruitive activities. It is to impel the devotee not to become entangled. Don't become entangled. Free from all mundane designations. Then one, when one is serving the Lord, then automatically 
one who has this attitude, and he's automatically eligible for serving the Lord. If one is to serve the deity, first one has to perform bhuta shuddhi. All the his, his body has to be purified. But one who's who from the beginning understands I don't belong to any category of this material world. I simply identify myself as Gopi Such a person is always pure. So we hear Bhagavatam regularly to uh, understand this point and reinforce this consciousness that we do not belong to this material world, we belong to Krishna. Everyone works for some purpose. No one does anything without a purpose. Or even if someone does nothing, they do that for a purpose also. Why are you doing nothing? Because one may do nothing because he's frustrated with everything he's trying. Or one may do nothing, just I just want to relax. So even doing nothing is one kind of doing something. It's just like sometimes we see outside, and someone puts outside the door, outside the door, if you've got nothing to do, please go and do it somewhere else. Don't disturb me. You've got nothing to do, you just want to waste my time, so go somewhere else and do it. So, everything we do is with a purpose. So that purpose should be, we should understand what is the highest purpose. Because we don't understand what is our swarth, our real self-interest, which is to serve Vishnu. Therefore, we go on inventing. We go on inventing all different kinds of ideas. What will be my self-interest? That all of these, any desire except that to surrender to Krishna works against our real self-interest. So even the apparently highly elevated and pure wave of ritualistic activities is being condemned here. That it's certainly better than the life of one-time hedonism, but is not the goal of life. It's materialistic and it entangles us in fruitive activities. But then again, as, as I was saying at the beginning of this lecture, we we can't even find anyone who's that pious now, even if they to follow all these things. Therefore, it's recommended just chant Hadidish. Just chant, of course, there's so many other rules and regulations to follow. They all support this chanting, but the the basis of all spiritual activities in the present age is Harem Nama, Harem Nama, Harem Nama, Eva Kevala, Kalo Nasteva, 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 Dithiranyata. Even if one wants to go to the heavenly planets, that uh, by performing the ritualistic activities, it's not likely that we'll go because everything is so corrupt polluted in modern because you want to do some, some special puja, then you have to use water from the tap, which is recycled stew water. So it's not pure. Or in the apartment next to you, just on the other side of the wall, 
there's someone cooking meat. So how can you be pure? Or even one thing we is that we meet so many pious people, but their 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 attitude is pious, but they're so misdirected that for all our apparent piety, they're definitely going to hell. Just like just like we find many people who are pious, but they worship some bogus incarnation of God, and they're very religious, and they get up every morning and they sing some Sai bhajans or something like this. They're very pious and they have a lot of faith, but the result is that they go to hell because their, their, their piety is misdirected because they identify someone who's very clearly not God as God. And so although they, they have the feeling of being very religious and being good, but they end up in hell because they made the gross mistake of accepting someone who's not Bhagavan as Bhagavan. And so, it all comes to the same point. We should teach the chanting of Hare Krishna and distribute these books. Now the marathon is coming up. It's a good opportunity to distribute many of Srila Prabhupada's books. Live according to the Direction of Bhagavatam, as Prabhupada told us, we should make Bhagavatam our life. So that means distributing it, reading it, living by it, do everything for the satisfaction of Krishna. Hare Krishna. Is there any question, please, or comment? No. So, where do I want to go? Pitruluka? Sai Loka? <laughs> Krishna Loka? To the Prasad room? <laughs> Wherever you look, take your beadbag with you. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.